So, drinking bourbon is fun. Drinking's fun. It brings people together. But have we been overdoing it as a community? I might have been. And if you want to hear about it, stick around. A little bit of a backstory. It was a couple of years ago, and if you don't know, I'm a little bit of a gym rat. And I meet a lot of people at the gym. So I see this magnificent beast of a man working out with his super fit wife. And we get to saying hi to each other every so often. And one day I decided, you know, I'm gonna try and make friends. So I go up to this individual and I was like, hey man, do you drink whiskey? And he was like, actually, I don't drink at all. I'm a recovering alcoholic. And I was like, oh, well, I respect that. And he says, why do you ask? And I said, well, I run this whiskey group and I host people over at the house and I was gonna invite you and your wife over for a drink sometime, but obviously that's not gonna work, so no big deal. And he said, yeah, I used to have a real problem. Um, and he told me how much vodka he was drinking per day and it was an ungodly amount. It was something like three full bottles of vodka per day. And as fit as he was, I said, wow, that must have been hard for you to you know, try and work on your health while you're drinking. He said, actually, that was the most shredded I have ever been in my life. And I said, how is that? And he goes, well, because they're empty calories. Your body can't metabolize it into fat. And most of my calories were coming from alcohol. He said, the only things that I was eating uh, aside from the alcohol calories were just the, the protein. And it was actually pretty easy for me to maintain my, my fat levels while I was drinking that much. And that got me to thinking, and ultimately it led me to the podcast that I did with Dr. J. Max Slaughter about is whiskey healthy? And what I realized is that a lot of people do not know how whiskey affects your body. And since it can't be metabolized in the fat and it doesn't have sugar, there are ways to integrate it into a healthy lifestyle so that you can have a lifestyle that's maintainable. One of the worst things that can come out of somebody trying to go on a fitness journey is them picking a path that's not sustainable for them because once you quit, you go right back to your old habits. So I thought if I could teach people how to integrate whiskey into their regular diet, have a good time, maybe they'll stick to their, their fitness goals for a little bit longer. So with this idea in mind, I started to increase the regularity that I drank. Uh, plus, COVID certainly didn't help. Uh, Lindsay and I love to cook brunch on Saturdays and Sundays uh, when we can. Often I have an appointment I have to go to. But typically when we cook brunch, we also have mimosas. And during COVID, it was like every day was Sunday. You know, we'd wake up, nobody had any work to go do. The only thing we could do was go walking on the trail. And so it was pretty common for us to make some brunch for the family, have some mimosas or cocktails, and then go for an hour, hour and a half long walk. And so between me having this idea of increasing the regularity of my drinking to test this theory about fitness and health and the impact that COVID had on my family, I started to drink pretty much seven days a week. Unfortunately, recently, I've been under a tremendous amount of stress. Um, so I have several different ways that I fund myself, uh, one of which is that I am a real estate agent and I had a disruption of my real estate income because the real estate market shifted and a lot of the clients that I was working with, their plans got delayed for one reason or another. I also own a funding company and the funding company had been investing in a company that has unfortunately had one of the original founders commit fraud and steal quite a bit of money. And that has increased the stress in my life. 
Uh, and we sold out of some of our better Bourbon Real Talk merchandise items, and that slowed down the sales of Bourbon Real Talk. So suffice it to say, I was under a little bit of financial stress, and that caused me to have more anxiety in my life. This anxiety led to my alcohol consumption getting a little bit more um, earlier in the day, things like that. And I started to go see a counselor. I even started doing Zen yoga. And I went to see a doctor about my anxiety and see if I could get some medication. Now you all know that I go to the gym and I'm into fitness. Um, I've been so healthy all of my life that I've never really had a primary care physician nor have I consistently seen a doctor unless I was sick. Uh, the most regular checkups that I had were for things like life insurance and whatnot. And the last time I had a checkup for life insurance, I was rated as super preferred when I was almost 40 years old. So, you know, I thought that was pretty good. Blood pressure's always been great. Um, cholesterol, never had any problems, anything like that. But when I go into this doctor to talk with her about my anxiety, she tells me that I have high blood pressure. And beyond that, uh, I was honest on my form that I filled out and told her how often I was drinking. And she informed me that my high blood pressure was because of alcohol consumption. And I thought, huh, that doesn't sound right. I mean, I've looked up all of the information about alcoholism and I don't qualify for that label at all. Uh, but what I started to realize is that this is a little bit of a wake up call for me because there are some health effects that can kick in at a consumption level that's something between not drinking at all and full-blown alcoholism. So as a result of all of this, I've decided to stop drinking during the week unless I have some sort of a special event. So this all led to me realizing that I had some misconceptions myself about alcohol's effect on the body. So I asked the doctor how alcohol was affecting my blood pressure because I kind of didn't believe her. I thought that high levels of alcohol consumption that were not high enough to qualify as alcoholism could only affect your calorie load. I didn't understand that it was affecting other areas of your health besides your weight. Since I thought that it could only affect your weight and I was relatively satisfied with my level of fitness, I didn't really worry about how much alcohol I was drinking. But the truth is, there is a level of alcohol intake that is below a level that would qualify you for alcoholism that can cause health problems. And I wanted to talk with you all about that today so that you could make informed decisions about what's right for your health. Hey, nice hat. Hey, thanks. Nice lanyard. Nice rocks glass. Thanks, man. <laughs> nice travel case. Nice blend topper. Thank you. Nice candle. Nice bottle bag. Thanks, man. That's a nice tumbler. Nice woman's t-shirt. Oh, thanks. Nice uh, extra schmedium shirt. Get yourself some nice things and get all the compliments that come along with it. Shop bourbonrealtalk.com. So in doing some research for this, I found some statistics from the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, and they recommend that for men, you have no more than four drinks in one day and no more than 14 drinks per week. So you actually can drink daily, according to this foundation, uh, but you would have no more than two drinks in any one day. 
Um, and again, you can push around the number of drinks that you have, but it's not like you can have all 14 drinks in one day and still be in compliance with their health recommendations. And for women, it's a little bit lower than that. They say no more than three drinks in one day and no more than seven drinks per week. So for the average woman, it's gonna be roughly half of what a male could consume. Now, of course, these are general statistics and may not apply to you. If you're a six foot eight person that weighs 300 pounds, your drink count's probably capable of being higher. If you are a 90 pound woman, your drink count may be lower than that, but these are general statistics. The other thing that this organization teaches us about is how much is one drink, uh, which they consider a drink 14 grams of ethanol. Uh, for whiskey that is a one and a half ounce pour, it would have to be an 80 proof spirit. So for us, the whiskey enthusiast, many of the drinks that we have and the pours that we have are above 80 proof, and you would need to make an adjustment in your calculation if you're trying to stay inside their drink maximum numbers. So many people determine whether or not they're drinking too much based on whether or not they feel like they're getting drunk. And this organization says that that can actually become a problem because you build tolerance over time, which means that you can tolerate higher and higher amounts of alcohol consumption and not really feel like you're getting drunk, but that alcohol is still having the effects on your body, even though you're not feeling like you have overconsumed. Now let's talk about some of the health risks associated with drinking too frequently or too much. Um, I do wanna be clear that we're not talking about the typical things that you hear when someone talks about overconsumption. Uh, I'm not talking about drinking and driving. That's obviously bad. You should not drive impaired. I'm not talking about impaired judgment where you make bad decisions and get fired or you cheat on a significant other. I'm not talking about behavioral risk per se. I'm talking about actual physiological responses your body has to the alcohol. The first one on the list, you guessed it, is going to be high blood pressure. So I asked my doctor, how is it happening that alcohol is affecting my blood pressure? And she said that alcohol consumption increases the production of a hormone called renin. And renin constricts blood vessels and it increases water retention. And both of those things can have an impact on your blood pressure. And high blood pressure is bad because it can lead to heart attack, stroke, aneurysm, etc. Another side effect of drinking too much alcohol too frequently is increased heart rate, uh, which isn't super dangerous, but it can cause fainting, shortness of breath, uh, weakening of your heart muscle, which is the, the largest problem. And sadly, this was another side effect of my frequent drinking was that my heart rate had increased above what a normal amount was. Another effect of alcohol is that it increases your cholesterol and triglycerides, uh, which sadly, uh, my, luckily my triglycerides were in level, but my cholesterol had gotten a little bit high and high cholesterol can lead to cardiovascular disease, stroke, et cetera. So that's something that you wanna avoid. The fifth side effect of alcohol consumption is increased liver enzymes. Uh, basically your body does process alcohol through your liver and that can be a problem, especially if you're taking other medications, because there are many common medications that also affect liver enzymes that you may be taking that you might need to back off of alcohol while you're on, like aspirin, ibuprofen, if you're on testosterone replacement therapy, uh, some antidepressants, there are some antibiotics. So you wanna be careful with your alcohol consumption while you're taking other medications because it can have a double effect with the alcohol that could lead to serious problems. 
Another problem with alcohol is that it can affect your sleep patterns. Uh, so one time I had a friend of mine who's a chiropractor say, if you want to get better sleep, then you should make sure that you don't consume alcohol. And I thought, are you crazy? <laughs> alcohol is what makes me fall asleep. And what I have since found is that alcohol does, because it's a depressant, it can help you fall asleep but it does disrupt your body's uh, rapid eye movement sleep cycle and that can reduce sleep quality so it can cause you to even if you've slept for a full eight hours wake up and still kind of feel foggy even though you got what would normally be plenty of rest because your brain didn't get the kind of rest that it needed because the alcohol disrupted it so another problem with alcohol consumption is that it can depress your immune system, which in our modern times where you're faced with COVID and other sicknesses that you may not be able to avoid just living your life, that could be a problem. Now, so far, we've only been talking about the issues that get caused by moderate to heavy drinking, but something that's less than alcoholism. Alcoholism has a whole list of problems of its own. And if you actually get to that level, you have new things to worry about. Alcoholism leads to heart disease, certain cancers, liver issues, respiratory issues, pancreatitis, which is very painful, bone density issues, and neurological disorders like tremors. And there's a whole host of other things that can happen if you get to that level of alcohol consumption, which obviously we're recommending that you don't. So my personal experience, I was not at the alcoholic level of consumption, but I did have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, a fast heart rate, and I had frequent sleep issues. And so to fix those things, I have stopped drinking during the week, as I mentioned, except for when I have an event. And then I drink uh, less than I had in the past and try to be more cognizant of how many drinks I've had, which is hard because a lot of the time when I'm drinking, I'm not pouring into a jigger and measuring it and all that stuff. I'm at someone's house or I'm here and I'm having a little taste of this and a little taste of that. And I've just had to be more cognizant of what I was doing to make sure that I was looking out for my health. So I kind of discovered as I went through this process that I had developed a habit of drinking. It wasn't really that I was drinking at a pace that was causing um, the physiological effects that you would think of when you think of drinking alcohol. I would start having a little sip of this or a little sip of that while I was writing a script or whatever. And it was just kind of like a muscle memory of grabbing something and taking a sip. So as I transitioned away from drinking during the week, I found that I could replace it with mocktails or even just flavored water. Uh, which had the added benefit of not only removing the alcohol from my diet, but an extreme increase in my hydration, which is also good for your health. So I realized that this wasn't the most fun topic, but given that I'm educating people about becoming whiskey enthusiasts, I felt it was my responsibility to get this information out there so that you can make an informed decision. So in conclusion, if it could happen to me, it could probably happen to you. And I want you to know your risk and consult a physician. Like I said, I didn't know the impact that the alcohol was having on my body and I didn't have a primary care physician. So I just like for you to advocate for yourself and to seek out medical advice so that you can make your own informed decision. So just know that there is a level of alcohol consumption that would not qualify you to be an alcoholic that could be negatively impacting your health. Um, but since you're not in that range, it's socially acceptable that you're drinking that much. 
but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right thing for you to do. So you get out there, advocate for yourself. I would like to say if this is your first time watching the channel, uh, I'd like to introduce you to our show philosophy. We are all about bringing people together around bourbon. And that's something that's personally important to me because I lost a loved one to suicide in 2014. And in the aftermath of that suicide and trying to figure out why this happened and was it avoidable, um, I came to the conclusion that my brother was probably feeling disconnected and alone and maybe that he didn't have any value to offer to the people in his life in the future. And that is simply not true for really anyone. And my thought is, if I can get you connected into a community of people who love you and show you that you bring value to them, regardless of your particular situation, that that might give somebody hope that my brother didn't have when he made that decision. So that's part of the reason why we started the channel. Um, it's also part of the reason why we started Bourbon Real Talk Community, which is a troll-free environment for you to interact with other whiskey enthusiasts. And part of the reason why we needed to start that was because unfortunately, there is a lot of negativity out there in the social media world, even in the whiskey enthusiast community. And seeing that helped me to realize that if somebody can hate a stranger online that they don't really even know, it's just as easy for me to love a stranger online even though I don't really know you. And that's why I end every show the same way and that's this. If you woke up this morning and you were unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that I love you. And I'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. Whiskey Troll is a person who seeks negative attention and uses contrarian attitudes to derail civil discussion in online forums. They communicate in ways they never would face to face because they're keyboard warriors. Their only goal is to make other people feel inferior. Hey guys, I'm new here. I just got my first Blanton's. And trust me, you probably paid way too much. I don't care much about the Blanton's, but nice <laughs> There's no way that she didn't buy that at secondary. Idiot. Oh, I know how you got that bottle. So, are you sick and tired of the whiskey trolls running your fun online? Well, that's why we started Bourbon Real Talk Community. Congratulations. Let me know what you think when you open it up. Hey, welcome to the group. Let me send you over a sample of Blanton's Gold and straight from the barrel. See how you like those. I remember back to my first bottle of Blanton's. It was the birthday to my son, and we enjoy it every year on his birthday. Congrats. So if you're looking to connect with some people online who aren't head over to facebook.com and join Bourbon Real Talk community today.